Hi there, it's Melvin. Just wanted to take a moment to thank the team over at Thryzer for supporting this month's podcast sessions. Thryzer is a payment platform that you have to check out if you are a private pay therapist and accepting out-of-network benefits. It basically helps clients save on therapy up front. Thryzer can help verify a client's out-of-network benefit ahead of the first session so that they get transparency up front on what their out-of-pocket costs will be. I'll tell you more about Thryzer here in the middle of our session, but if you go to sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer, uh, you actually end, then enter the code STC upon sign up, you get your first $2,500 in fees waived. Again, that's over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer and be sure to enter the promo code STC. So we'll jump right into today's podcast session. Hello, hello. Welcome to session 160 of Selling the Couch. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me for today's session, which is actually a solo session. I like to do these sessions about every four to five weeks or so, just to share some of the stuff that I'm learning along the way when it comes to business and marketing. And then other episodes like this one today, I like to just share the things that I'm learning on my own business journey, both the things that have worked well for me as well as the things that didn't work so well and uh, some of the more painful lessons that I've learned along the way. Today's podcast is supported by Turning Point HQ. Uh, This is a brand new sponsor on the STC podcast, but David and I call him Dave. Dave and I have gotten to know each other over the past two years. He was a previous STC podcast guest. And honestly, Dave is one of the most kind and generous and helpful people that I know. And with sponsors, you guys know I'm, I'm super discretionary in terms of who I share uh, the STC audience with. And Dave, when uh, we talked about sponsorship, he was one of those people. I just, I had zero doubt. And so Dave is a financial planner, uh, specifically for therapists, and his whole mission is to transform your relationship with money. I know for many of us, uh, money is something that, and the money stories that we have often been told, it impacts a lot of how we do business. It impacts how we approach things like retirement and investing and all of those things. And Dave understands that, and he comes from just a very hard-centered place to help us build out an investment in a retirement portfolio. Dave actually has this really cool guide. Uh, It's absolutely free to download, and it's called The Seven Money Mistakes That Hold Therapists Back. You can find it over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash turning point HQ. And that guide has a lot of the things that, that can hold a lot of therapists back. And actually, if you go through that link as well, you get $200 off any service that Dave provides. And today's episode definitely falls into that latter category of painful lessons. So I wanted to actually just talk about this topic of what do you do or how do you handle money when you actually start to have some business success? I had actually shared this, what I was going through with the STC directory community a couple of weeks ago, and it really resonated for a lot of the members that 
they too noticed that when they started to have some business success, that they weren't as careful about their spending. And it led to some painful lessons when it came to money to allocate for taxes and paying yourself and maybe having more expenses than you really should at the level that your business is at. So for those of you guys who have listened to the episode, you know the story of STC, and I'm just going to paraphrase it really quickly. So I started selling the couch back in March of 2015, and it actually started with literally three pages on a blog, a, po- a little podcast, uh, the one that you're listening to now. And and then it also started with a Facebook group because I just felt like maybe this could be a place, that group could be a place where we could have conversations about the podcast. And as with a lot of businesses, for the first several months, it was really tough sledding. I definitely was not making a profit. The income Definitely for the first couple of months, there was like no income coming in. And in those moments, I remember just struggling a lot and wondering how would this idea that I had, would it ever generate any kind of income? Now, fortunately, one of the things I had done was I put away about four months worth of anticipated business expenses. I just felt like that might be a wise thing to do just because I didn't want the pressure of trying to build a business and then also being worried about not having income. And I just felt like that would create needless stress for me personally, would create needless stress in our marriage and all of those things. So looking back, that was actually probably a really wise thing that I did. And in the early days of selling the couch, I pretty much did everything from creating graphics for the Facebook group to scheduling guests to creating actually graphics and writing up the show notes for the podcast episodes. I essentially bootstrapped everything. And I know that a lot of you guys that are listening that at some point, either you're currently doing this or you've had this a very similar path where you started out solo and you had multiple hats for your business and you were managing all of those different hats and juggling and having multiple balls in the air. During those early times, I was extremely careful with expenses. Well, mainly because there were, there was no income coming in and I didn't want to tap too much into, into that little savings that I had, that I had put away. And what I would do is I would create this Excel sheet and you can also just do it if you have just Google. There's, uh, Google has something called Google Sheets and what I would do is I would create this sheet in Excel and I would then write down all of my different expenses and things like what I wanted to pay myself, how much is set aside for taxes, those kind of things. And then I took the extra step, which this I think was also a good idea. Every month or so, especially in the initial stages, I would check my bank statements and cross-check it with my business expenses just to make sure that there were not some expenses that I didn't know about or I didn't anticipate showing up randomly. But I also, at some point with STC, I got to a point where I realized I needed to hire out. As I mentioned, I was managing multiple wearing multiple hats, and I was getting really overwhelmed. I naturally can be an anxious person, even though people don't maybe not see that initially, but I think sort of the perfectionist in me, you know, I'm very planful, and 
I don't know, I, I got to a point where just trying to manage multiple things, it just got too overwhelming. Around this time, STC also started to generate some income. So first, it was through some just affiliate links that I had on the website. Then I did some coaching and consulting services. Then I created the Healthcasters e-course. And then at some point, I started to have sponsors on the podcast. And then at some point, had did several rounds of an online mastermind focused on podcast monetization. And then I also launched the STC directory, which also brought in some income as well. And even though I love personal finance, I think that I did not do the best job in terms of tracking income and expenses, especially as income and naturally expenses started to grow. Now, I was smart enough to set aside 20% for taxes, but for example, I never took a profit on top of my salary. And profit is basically, I'll go into this a little bit later, but profit is basically kind of like a reward for building and growing your business that you pay yourself quarterly. Now, fortunately, I never overdrafted, but on any of my accounts, but there were definitely times where I was sweating, anticipating some income coming in and knowing that I had some expenses on the horizon as well. And I don't know, it just led to a a very stressful situation because it kept happening month after month. And I remember several times just having this wave of anxiety. And then I would just start randomly just feel kind of sad because I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, all this work that I put in, is it going to work out? And all of those natural questions that I know that a lot of us struggle with. And I think for me, I knew that the way that I was running the business, it was not going to be sustainable, either just from a business perspective or just for my own health. Now, if I'm completely honest, I didn't exactly do the fly by the seat of my pants thing with regard to business expenses. What I did is I tended to be more of an ostrich when it came to business expenses. So essentially, when I would get scared, I would stick my head in the sand, not literally, but figuratively. And I would just be like, oh, I know I have these expenses coming up and I think I should have some money in the bank and it should be okay. And this year, particularly, I realized that if selling the couch was going to be a business versus something that an idea that I just came up with in the shower, and it was almost like a hobby, something I did in my free time, if it was going to be a business, and I needed to look honestly at my finances, and I needed to do a better job of just seeing where my income was coming in, where my expenses were, how much I was paying myself, all of those different things. Around this time, I also began to read the book Profit First. This was a book that was recommended by several colleagues. If you guys are part of the big Selling the Couch community, you'll see multiple people mention this book. And I was curious about it. I love personal finance, as I mentioned. And this book really, it it changed my life in some ways. And in, in many ways, it changed the way that I saw my business and my role in the business. 
Now, side note, if you're an STC directory member, we actually have a book club in the STC directory community where we actually take books, like business books, and we discuss them and share insights and all of those different things. We actually have a, a discussion going on the book Profit First. So if you're interested in that, you can check out sellingthecouch.com forward slash directory. But the book itself, it recommends for a business that generates less than 200 and $50,000 in revenue, uh, which is the vast majority of us, they recommend that 50% of that money should go to paying yourself, 30% of that money should be to expenses, 15% of that money should be to taxes, and then 5% of it should be for profit. So again, profit is kind of like money you set aside, and then every three months, you pay yourself um, that money. And the author, Mike McCallowitz, actually recommends that for your profit account that you use that money for something unrelated to the business. So for example, someone in the directory community mentioned that they're using it, for example, like a, a trip for their significant other. And them that they can enjoy their time and all of those different things. So that's sort of the the gist of it. Now, what was happening with me was that my operating expenses had ballooned to around 44%, meaning that I was not setting money aside for profit. And in fact, I was actually paying myself less because... And I sort of rationalized it saying, oh, I'm just reinvesting money into the business. But the reality was that my business expenses were actually higher than what they needed to be. And so in today's podcast episode, what I actually wanted to do was keep this pretty simple. And I just wanted to share three insights that I picked up along the way in this whole journey and of trying to get my finances back in order. So the first thing is be aware of recurring payments. This was an exercise that I did early on, which is I literally took out a sheet of paper and I wrote down every recurring payment that I had for my business. One of the best ways to check on this or see what it is or make sure that you have all of them is actually just to look at your bank statement and go down that list. So this could be everything from rent all the way to insurance. So liability insurance, if you have business insurance or cyber insurance or anything like that, insurance, any EHR, if you have an email service provider, if you're paying for web hosting, if you have a virtual assistant or someone like that, just looking at all of those different expenses and paying particular expenses attention to recurring expenses. One of the things that I realized with recurring expenses is it was really easy for me to justify a recurring expense because generally recurring expenses tend to be fairly low, usually $100 a month or less, right? In fact, a lot of times even lower. But the reality is over the course of a year, it can really add up. And then over the course of several years, it can really add up as well. So my encouragement to you is tip number one is just keep an eye and make an honest list of all of your recurring expenses. 
Now, the step two in that is what you want to do is you want to take those recurring expenses and you can do it multiple ways, but I like to keep it pretty simple. I opened up basically an Excel document. Um, again, you can also use Google Sheets if you have a, a Gmail account, but I wrote down and then once I opened up the, the Excel sheet, I wrote down the name of the expense. I wrote down the amount and then I did a quick, you can actually do different formulas in Excel, right? So you can actually sum up all of the different columns. And that gave me an idea of how much per month I was spending. The author actually for Profit First recommends doing it per year. I just, the business or me learning this stuff is still so new. So I wanted to just do based on per month because I thought there's, I have a lot of recurring expenses monthly and it just seemed like a better way to track that. So And then the final step that I took in that first step of just being aware of recurring expenses was just to be honest with myself. So I would have one column for the name of the item, the second column for how much it was, and then the third column I would say, I would label it either, is this a necessity? Is this a luxury or nice to have item? And or is there a reduced or free way that I can do this? This was a very hard process for me because in some ways I had rationalized to myself that all of my recurring expenses were necessities. So for example, as private practitioners, like a common one might be an office expense, right? So do I really need to have an office in this area of town? And that's okay if you do, but I think just asking yourself honest questions, do I need to have an EHR that has all of the bells and whistles if really I'm just a solo practice, for example. And some of this is going to be painful because it will, in the process of reducing those expenses, you may actually have to make some switches or you may have to have some hard conversations with people, especially if you've hired people for your business and telling them, hey, uh, my expenses are higher than what they should be and I'm going to have to reduce them. This is completely my fault and I'm really sorry for the pain that this may have caused. Tough conversations, I think, especially for people, for many of us that are heart-centered and just more sensitive. Definitely tough conversations to have. So the first tip, again, is just be aware of recurring expenses. The second tip is pay yourself first in both income and profit. So this is something that the book recommends, and it's something that I was doing previously. But honestly, what I was doing was I was paying myself too much. And so what that meant is that there wasn't enough money left over for expenses. The other thing I was doing was I was not setting aside any money for profit. Now, if you cannot pay yourself first in both income and and profit, and again, the book recommends those percentages, again, 50% of your revenue should go to your income paying yourself, 30% should go to expenses, 15% to taxes, and 5% to profit. And again, he found these after studying thousands of businesses. So these are just the parameters that he recommends. And thus far, what I found is that's a, it's a pretty solid um, number to definitely aim for. So if you can't pay yourself the recommended percentage income, or the recommended percent profit, i.e. the 50% and the 5%, it's a big red flag. Either you're putting too much money into taxes, setting aside too much money aside for taxes, or 
more likely the expenses for your business are too high. And so again, this is going to be a painful step and a painful realization. So definitely be gentle with yourself in this process. And then the third point I just wanted to share was budget based on where your business is versus where you anticipate it being. This was a mistake that I made over and over. So for example, I would have a coaching group starting or I would have a new course launch or there was some sponsorship income that was supposed to be coming in. And so I would budget based on anticipated income coming in versus what was already happening right in the moment. And what that usually meant was that I could rationalize to myself to spend more than I should be spending. Or I could even rationalize myself to pay myself more than I should be paying myself. So all of those different things. And I don't know, I hope one is this episode has been helpful. And two, uh, this was so painful. <laughs> For me, I think I realized this in even creating this episode, I was a little nervous about it. Because, you know, I think with the podcast and, and the amount of folks that hear the podcast, you know, there's always this part of me. I want to just pretend like I have it all together. Whereas the reality is I'm human and I'm learning just like all of you guys. And so I hope that today's podcast has just given you some different ways of approaching things and looking at things, especially if you're now generating income for your practice or for your business. I wrote down uh, most of these tips and you can find them on the show notes page over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash session and the number 160. I have a feeling that this episode is going to resonate with a lot of our folks and it's going to lead to some great conversations. And we're going to have that conversation in the STC community. And again, you can find that over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash community. And the community is absolutely free to join. Before we wrap up, just wanted to take a moment to thank the team over at Turning Point HQ for supporting today's podcast session. So Turning Point HQ is the result or is the brainchild of David Frank, who is a financial planner for therapists. And as I've mentioned before, uh, Dave and I actually have gotten to be good friends, just an awesome person to work with. And one of the things that Dave will help us to do is create a holistic and an intentional retirement and an investing plan that supports you to lead a really awesome life. Because ultimately, I think for many of us, it's we invest, right, to create the life that we want. And uh, it's to do it in an intentional way. And Dave, honestly, is just one of the most like heart-centered folks that I've ever met. And you're absolutely going to be in good hands with him. You can learn more about Turning Point HQ and the awesome services that they provide over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash turning point HQ. And if you go through that link, uh, Dave actually created this seven financial mistakes that therapists make. It's a free downloadable and uh, you can download it right there. And then you also get $200 off any of your, any of the services that Dave provides. Be sure to mention that you heard it on STC. Have a great rest of your week. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks for listening to the Selling the Couch podcast. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit www.sellingthecouch.com.
So if you've been listening to the STC podcast for a while, or you've been listening to podcasts and you've had this thought of Mel, I would love to launch my own podcast in order to grow my business. Just wanted to encourage you to check out our free podcasting workshop, which is over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop. You can basically sign up at a day and a time that works for you. It's 90 minutes. And when I do these workshops or when I record them, I truly believe in the quality teaching, so it's going to be well worth your time. We're going to go through gear recommendations and how to launch strategically and how to think about monetizing your podcast and how to line up your podcast with your existing offers and how to do it strategically and authentically uh, and not salesy and slimy um, and all of those things. So again, the link is over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop.